You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Between You and Me the podcast where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the music industry and in church and sometimes they collide and it gets a little bit sticky. We like to talk about those awkward things, so welcome. We are so glad that you are here. My name is Jessica Morris. I'm Australian, just in case you miss that fact because it's fun, and I'm a music journalist. I am so excited that you are here with us today and that we're going to hear the story of another amazing artist and their journey of faith and how it led them to create something so beautiful. Today, we are speaking to Brandon Oaks. If you have never met Brandon before, let me enlighten you very quickly. Brandon is a worship leader at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. Did I say that right? I can't tell. Some American states are weird, but uh, the the one in the middle somewhere, great. Kilts, run with it. The fact that Kansas City isn't in Kansas is just something that's weird for my Aussie brain, but just go with me here, okay? Now, if you've never heard of IHOP or the International House of Prayer, let me fill you in as well. When we refer to IHOP on this episode, we are not talking about the glorious oriented to American consumerism that is open 24-7 and you can get any type of pancake unlimited forever and bacon that's not really bacon forever and we're not talking about that stuff. Sorry, I got breakfast food distracted. No, we are talking about the International House of Prayer The one in Kansas City has about 2,000 staff, students, interns, and they gather there, a lot of them self-funded, and they choose to essentially devote themselves to worship and prayer. It's all about building up the church and the wider church and ushering in the kingdom of God. So Brandon is a worship leader at this IHOP. I promise you I will slide in a question about pancakes later in the episode. It sort of confused him, but it made my heart happy because I love breakfast food. But that's the context that you need for this episode. Now, on top of that, Brandon also has some great insight into co-writing and stuff like that. So I thought that this could be a really fun episode for all you musos out there and creatives who work in collaborative spaces. And I really hope you enjoy it. A heads up for all our friends who have never listened before, you will have a short bio at the start of this and then we will go straight into the interview and you'll hear some of his great music. And then today we are also playing a new track by our friend Zachary Ray. His latest single, Let Go, just dropped. So listen to the full interview, enjoy, and then you'll hear some amazing new music from our friend Zachary Ray as well. Let's get into it. While most churches try to keep to the platform for Sundays, multi-instrumentalist and worship leader Brandon Oaks knows all too well that sometimes ministry requires you to be available 24-7. That's what happens when you work at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, a community that functions to give prayer and worship to God 24-7. Now joining IHOP seven years ago, Brandon picked up his life from Tallahassee, Florida and became a worship leader. He joined the likes of people like Corey Asbury of Reckless Love fame, Will Regan and United Pursuit, Mystic Edwards and Laura Hackett Park, among many others who sang on their label Forerunner Records. 
And after honing his skills, Brandon was featured as a worship leader on tracks for their 2017 and 2018 live releases. During this time, Brandon worked numerous hospitality jobs to keep himself afloat for his self-funded ministry. He met his now wife Morgan while working at a coffee shop and their love story came full circle in 2016 when they were married. He penned and sang the song Lay Your Head On My Shoulder to Morgan for the proposal and after his friends heard it online, it became his first unofficial single. Brandon began recording his debut EP in 2019, working with some of Christian Music's best musicians and producers at IHOP to craft Endless Mercy. His single, All To You, reached playlists in the UK and the track Crumble featured Samson. In September, he dropped the complete release, showing that he had created a contemplative personal worship record with reflective tones and electro and synth experimentation. I caught up with Brandon to chat about the heart of TP, the intricacies of co-writing, how we can come together in disagreements, and why microphones should always come with a beard catcher for millennials. Enjoy this one, my friends. This is Brandon Oaks. For all our friends who have never met you before, who is Brandon Oaks? Who is Brandon Oaks? Well, I'm uh, a worship leader right now at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Uh, I've been here for eight years. Um, who is Brandon Oaks? I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. It's just a oh, nice. fact about Brandon Oaks. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's hard to explain me in, you know, a 30-second soundbite. But um, but uh, from Tallahassee, Florida, uh, I, I moved here eight years ago to Kansas City um, and have been playing electric guitar and uh, leading worship and doing a few other things, sound and bass and all that stuff, all filling in um, here at the House of Prayer for, yeah, for eight years um nice yeah yeah just released an ep um a few months ago um and there's a few things about me i love to fish um any right all the music input i get you know uh i love i love going fishing (laughs) is 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 there much fishing in kansas city i would have no idea and nothing about fishing yeah it's decent here it's okay it's there's some good stuff here um not the ideal place, but oh, Tallahassee is great. You get everything. You get the ocean two hours away, uh, lakes and rivers, and you, you kind of get it all there. Yep, nice. I lived for a short time in Florida, um, but it was in like literally Melbourne, Florida, so a little bit further away. But yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, they're two different worlds. North Florida is a lot different. Than South Florida. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, how, can you tell me how you became involved in the International House of Prayer? Like what took you like cross country to move your life to, to that ministry to worship there? Uh, sure, yeah. So I had a few friends involved in the House of Prayer and stuff, so I kind of knew about it. But ultimately, um, I mean, it didn't start out with a desire to go to IHOP. Um, it, uh, it's, it it kind of happened pretty rapidly. Um, just, I felt the Lord speaking to me about IHOP and, you know, the same day a, a friend kind of confirmed that and said, you know, I feel like something's telling me you should go to IHOP. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's the Holy <laughs> Spirit. And I'm like, okay, you never say anything like that ever. And so uh, we ended up taking a, a trip to IHOP um, uh, a week later after that happened. 
and just to visit, you know. And when I moved here, I felt really strongly that, that the Lord wanted me to move here. And so I packed my bags and moved in a month. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, and I ended up here and I was like, what? why am I here? <laughs> It happened so fast, and uh, and so it's the after through the years, the Lord's made it really clear why I'm here, and um, just super thankful for the Lord's leadership and and Him getting me here. That's amazing. So, did you initially have find employment at IHOP, or did you have to find a job doing anything else just to sort of essentially find your life and your ministry there? Well. Um, I made a deal with my dad and he said, if you go, if you do school, I'll fund you and I'll support you, you know? And so I did the school for a little bit. And, uh, you know, after that I had to, I worked at a sushi restaurant. (laughs) Um, Nicely done. I was a dishwasher. So you can only imagine that kind of job. It was amazing. (laughs) Hospitality is brutal. I was a waitress, so not quite as painful, but oh man. Yep. Yeah, it was it was quite the experience, and <laughs> uh, but needless to say, I got I finally slowly but surely got funded to do um, the house of prayer here because we are a missions based. We don't we don't we don't receive salaries. Um, a few of us get stipends here and there, but ultimately we raise support and through other means to uh, to to be here at IHOP. How did the creation of the EP happen? Like when did one, the idea for it, but also like essentially the courage to go after it and then somehow fund it and record it while you're still doing ministry and life because you got married a few years ago and things like that. Mm. Yeah. So um, three or four years ago, um, uh, I had a few opportunities to record an album uh, and ultimately all of them, uh, didn't work out. Uh, and it, it just kept, it was like this opportunity. Well, let me, let me talk about this one and this one, this one, you know, and ultimately they all just kind of fizzled out in their own way. Um, and so, uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, um, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to just, just do it, you know, no matter what. Um, and not, not like wait on somebody else to make it happen. If that makes sense. And so um, I have some really talented friends here at the House of Prayer, and they're kind of getting uh, their start in the music industry, and they're you know pros at uh, at recording and producing all that stuff. And so um, and so after talking to those guys and you know seeing seeing what kind of deal we could make we could make to make it work with you know a limited budget. Um, I decided just one song at a time just to go after it and, you know, kind of sift through, you know, all the songs and, and find the best ones. And, uh, and so, yeah, one at a time, we just kind of, we just kind of started knocking it out. And, um, year later we, we finally finished it up and released it. And, uh, I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with the team that, that, that was around me and, um, super excited about it.
why a personal worship album or EP rather than a corporate one that represents like the community that you're in or even IHOP? Sure. Yeah. Um, so IHOP does have a label. Um, Oh, no, nice. yeah, I should know this. There's, uh, it's, it's called Forum <laughs> Music. Um, and you know, they, they produced albums. Like, I, I don't know if you've heard of Misty Edwards or Corey Asbury. And, um, oh yeah. You know, uh, Laura Hackett Park, Jay Thomas, they've done a lot of stuff, um, in the past with those guys. Um, but more recently, um, just, you know, over the, the, over the turnover and stuff around here, um, ended up there being ended up being a pause on, you know, recording and stuff and just kind of refocusing everything in the, um, so really they're not, they're not working on projects right now. Um, and they haven't for a few years and we've, we released, um, I think it was maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, there's an album called Fully Alive that was released. By, that was um, oh, nice. Forerunner's last release. And I have a song on there called Drawing Close. Um, and uh, so go check that one out. And then uh, every year we, we released uh, a One Thing Live, which One Thing is our uh, annual uh, conference where there's, you know, 15 to 20,000 people. We've done it for years, but we re- recently stopped doing that too. But, um, but the last one they did with that, I think it was two years ago. And I have a song on there called Even When. Um, so uh, we've done a number of compilation albums in the past, but they're kind of putting pause on it. And so really the, the, um, that was one of the main pushes for me to just go and do a independent EP. Yeah, definitely. So what was, aside from the fact that obviously you love music, you love to worship, what was the goal in creating the EP? Like what did you want people to feel or experience when they listened to it? Yeah, I wanted it to be a few things. Um, And first of all, I, I see, you know, releasing albums and writing and creating music as uh, an assignment from the Lord that, um, that it's just, you know, this is one of 10, 15 albums that I want to put out. And, um, and it's just something that I have to stay steady at, um, because I just feel like it's something that he wants me to do. Um, and so, uh, for this particular, um, EP, I really wanted um, uh, a few things. One, um, something to, to that can enter you in the presence of the Lord, you know, and just songs that you can sing in your bedroom at your church and 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 just kind of worship directly to the Lord. Um, and also, I wanted um, I wanted there to be a fresh sound to where these these words and lyrics kind of would be written on your heart, you know, because. Um, something that has a fresh sound for, for young people um, that, you know, that can catch your ear and it's stuck in your head, that kind of thing. And something that's almost competing with the secular words that are stuck in our head, if that makes sense, you know, Um, you know, uh, like that's so good. I I, I love, I love writing songs that are just, you know, you know, you, you sing it throughout the day and you're like, man, that's, but you're singing the Bible, you know, you're singing the truth, you're singing the word of God. And, um, and that's the reason why I want to make it catchy. You know, it's not, not so that my song is stuck in your head. It's so that, you know, the Bible is stuck in your head. Yeah. That's, I really like that idea. It's not something that I've, I've never thought of it like that, but I'm like, it makes so much sense. 
Mm-hmm. This makes perfect sense. I love that. Um, can you tell me how your personal experiences help you shape shape your 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 EP and your worship songs? Um, and when I say that, I know that there's an element of like personal experiences shape all your craft. Um, but I'm thinking of like in corporate worship, we have some really general phrases that we use and ideas and things like that and obviously there are things that we can't stray Mm -hmm. from because it's like the core of who god is but because you're you created a personal worship ep it's really like it gives you the flexibility to have a little bit of creative leeway there and to put your own mark on it and push it a little bit because it doesn't have to be quite as nearly Mm -hmm. sing-along unless you really want it to so was there ever an element of you sort of going i can i can put these parts of my stories into this ep um because it is purely mine and only yeah, mine. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Um, I think there, there's a little bit of that. And, you know, I think any time in my writing, um, when I'm either co-writing or writing by myself, um, I, you know, sometimes I'll write down a very generic phrase or ge- very generic verse, you know, that's just like your kind of typical thing. And then I'll think, how can I say that? How would I say that? You know, how can I change these? this to be me, you know, or mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. And, um, so I think there's a little bit of that, um, in it, but also there, there is an element to where, um, uh, the, these songs aren't necessarily just my story, if that makes sense. Like I, I wanted to create something that people could yeah. take and, and sing it to God, you know, through their story as well, you know? That's so powerful. I really like that. Uh, and some of these were also co-writes as well. And so, um, and and we kind of just uh, take our own history with the Lord and just put it out there, you know. But we, we do try to keep it to where it's, it's not um, as personal, if that makes sense. I know that co-writing is something that you have a ton of experience in and that you're really passionate about. Um, and I wanted to ask you just a little bit about your creative process when you actually like enter a room and have a session with another singer-songwriter who you've maybe like never met before. How do you even approach that and sort of bring your best self while still being open to what they have to offer? Mm, that's a great question. Um, first of all, I think it starts with a discussion and um, I just, I, I like to kind of, you know, get to know somebody, you know, for a little bit, but, but also just kind of say, Hey, this is kind of how I like to write just so you know. Um, and, um, and the way that, the way that I like to write is to have a, uh, you know, uh, as safe as a, as a place as possible. Um, and meaning, 
you can say anything in that writing session. Uh, and it's any dumb idea. I mean, you can say a terrible idea. And, uh, and a lot of times those terrible ideas can turn into great ideas later on. That's the, the a lot of problems, like the a big problem that people have in co-writing is, you know, um, they'll say, an, somebody will say an idea and it's like, oh, no, don't like that one. What about this? And then, no, I don't like that one. No, I don't like that idea. Instead of doing that, um, you have to give every little idea a chance and see if you can take their bad idea and then make it into a better idea, which they can make it to a better idea, which makes it into a hit song. Give the person, um, you know, freedom really just to be themselves and to say anything, literally anything is on the table. Um, and also to take the pressure of writing a hit song off the table because um, egos can get involved and, you know, um, you, you almost, you, you, it's, it's so, the song becomes so perfect that you never end up writing it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you know, you, you yes. kind of sit in your corners and you're like, no, nothing is ever good enough, you know? Um, and you have to put the bad, the bad song on the table sometimes in order to craft a good song. And I've seen that so many times where, you know, somebody will say an idea that I just completely hate, <laughs> You know, uh, and I'll give you, an, I'll give an example. Um, so we did a, uh, so a song on, on my EP is called Crumble. And, uh, and so me and two of my good friends, we get together and we write. And um, uh, there's a guy that, one of the guys is Will S.A. Uh, he's from Hawaii. And then another good friend, uh, Jeremy Whitaker, and he does EDM music and stuff. And, and so Will S.A., uh, he's a he's kind of like a um, a Hawaiian rapper, um, Samoan. Yeah, it's so cool. They they do reggae and so stuff. So good. And they're awesome. But so you know, we started having a discussion, and uh, I'm like, "So what are you guys feeling? You know what? Are there anything?" And uh, and Will S.A. says, um, "I keep hearing the word crumble." <laughs> And, and I'm, my first thought is, that is horrible. <laughs> like, I do not want to sit here and write a song about the word crumble. And, um, and so he kind of sings the first line. And I'm like, okay. And, I just, and instead of saying, I hate that, you know, I'm like, okay, give me some more. Like, what do you think? Why the word crumble? You know, what, what do you hear with it? And just ask questions and start to try to get something out of them, you know. And, uh and so that one word that I hated at first ended up sparking the entire song um, and ended up making it on my EP. Um, and so it just goes to show that, that, you know, you can, even though you don't like the initial idea, it can become your favorite song by the end of it, you know? Um, and so I just think that's a really cool, yeah, really cool lesson that I learned and, and songwriting to give every idea a chance. How how do you respond when people sort of hear one of your ideas and they look at you and they're like, uh, no, or like you can tell that they're not sold on it, but they're just being really nice and sort of like giving you some time. How do you overcome like that personal criticism and work um, through well, that to create something really beautiful? I mean, it just depends on who you're writing with, first of all. Um you know, if, if they're a good co-writer, they'll, they'll kind of tease that idea out, you know, and, and then if it doesn't end up working out, it just, it's just so easy to move on, mm -hmm. you know, cause you kind of just leave, you just kind of throw things out, you know, you know, not expecting them to, 
to stick. And if there's, there has been times where I'll say an idea that I really like that nobody else likes. <laughs> and I'll just sneak, sneak over to the corner <laughs> and I'll just write, put a little voice memo in my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, fine, I'll just use that for later. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, uh, and just move on and just kind of go, um, you know, you, it, it is easy to get stuck in your own land, you know, when the, the river is moving somewhere else and you're kind of stuck on your own idea. And so, yeah, my, my best advice is just write it down, record it, move on and go with the, with the, with the group, you know? Um, and that's why it's cool to have a group with you is cause yep. you know, um, yeah, having three people say, Oh, that's, I like that a lot, you know, is actually a big deal. Um, and if they all, if, if the idea is yes. teased out well yeah. enough and it's like, you know, I don't think that this is a, a good direction to go in and it's all, everybody agrees. It's a lot easier to say, okay, you know, uh, you're right. Let's move on, you know, as, as opposed to just one-on-one it's, or even by yourself. Cause you could have wrote a whole song and you get the end. You're like, oh man, I should have just stopped at that idea, you know? with a whole variety of people with different backgrounds, um, like different cultural backgrounds, and I anticipate, so please tell me if I'm wrong, slightly like different theological beliefs because even like in the church and as Christians we have our core beliefs, but then as you start going out into different denominations and different cultures, things start to look a little bit different and we understand things differently. How do you cater to that in a songwriting session um, and still remain true to your own values while sure, giving yeah. that song um, what well, they Well, first of be. all, a lot of these things that we disagree on, we're not going to write songs about them. <laughs> you know. Um, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's the, true. The cool thing is a lot of times <laughs> our, our sessions start out with almost a, like a 30-minute or hour-long Bible study, which is a lot of fun. You know, And sometimes somebody will say a challenging thought, and it's like, huh, I don't know if I agree with that, but let's talk about it, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's a lot of fun just to dig in and just, you know, uh, to, to learn about those things and hear every side of it and stuff. But, but yeah, it it doesn't, it doesn't really come up often in a songwriting session because uh, ultimately if your song is so theological that people disagree with it, then, um, which, which I have written a song that has been disagreed with at my church. So, (laughs) 
that has happened before, but not on purpose. Oh wow! Um, you poor thing. That's tough. Yeah, there, there. We have a song um, <laughs> on that fully alive album called uh, "I Have Decided," um, and and apparently uh, in the Lutheran world, um, this the hymn "I Have Decided" is kind of banned. You know, they don't they don't, they don't like that. Yeah, it's like um, because it. Oh um, really? It has to do with you know you don't decide to be saved; it's by grace and that kind of thing. Which I've had long conversations, and we end up mostly agreeing on everything. Okay. Um, but the words I have decided is like a trigger word, <laughs> where yeah. it's like, nope. It doesn't matter what you say after that. It's like I, I decided to eat ice cream. They'd be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so if you ever lead a Lutheran church, do not use that hymn. Bad idea. A part of what you do is lead worship numerous times a week. Right. Um, and I this, I might have this wrong, so please tell me. Um, I anticipate that part of you leading worship is essentially bringing together a whole bunch of people who a lot of them will have like the same core beliefs but they'll have different backgrounds different stories they'll come from different parts of the country or even parts of the world um so there's a sense like everyone brings their own self or sense to worship or to church and part of the job of like a worship leader is essentially to go how can we all come together under the one banner believing this about god and worship him Hmm. so when you're leading worship in that sense, um, how do you how do you really connect with everybody in in the room with you, knowing that you have differences? Is that something you even think about, or do you just go back to the core beliefs of this is who God is and this is who we know He is? So we're going to sing about that and find common ground in that. Uh, I think I think it's the the latter. I think that um, it, I, I don't really run into that situation often. And when we do, I think it's kind of fun um, just because it's just, I think when you disagree about something, it almost makes you want to dig into the word more, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't really find on stage where someone's like, you know, I don't, dis- I don't agree with that. I'm, you know, I'm checking out you know, yeah, right. that whole thing. And, uh, and that's probably because too, I think that most people around here, they, you know, they they know what IHOP believes as a church. You know, we um, and they yeah. they know the stance on most things, and um, and there are a lot of things that we disagree on. But we're not going to go up and and you know sing about predestination. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh my gosh! Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Which actually we oh, have yeah. done once yeah. because we. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. We, we did sing, but we we didn't sing it in the, the the main point we sang about is that we were chosen by Christ. That's what everybody can agree. That works. Yeah, yes, you, safe bet. Yes, right you there. can agree on that. I can agree on that. We can all agree on that. And <laughs> let's not get into their other stuff because we'll be here for three days. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. That makes so much sense. What's um, the most awkward moment that you've had leading worship that you sort of had to pull it together and overcome and just be like, and we're moving forward now? (laughs) There's been a few. I mean, one time um, my beard was stuck to the microphone 
And so it was a, actually, it was a mustache hair. Oh, my god! Yes, it was a mustache hair. And oh, my god! I kind of looked over to my singers, like, in a panic, but I couldn't move my face. I, all I could move was my, was my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just trying That's to sing. Best. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm just trying to sing and keep it together. And I think to myself, okay, one, two, three. <laughs> I pull back and and there it is. There's my mustache hair just just sticking to the 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 filter, you know, on the on the microphone. And, um, that has to be the most millennial worship thing I've ever heard in my life. And it has that must happen to so many people, and no one says it. It's possible. I think that's got to happen to somebody. But I mean, everybody was dying. Laughing. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, so I I really enjoyed that mainly because I've actually like that legitimately has to happen to know everybody and I've never thought about it, but oh yeah, yeah, that like literally must be a thing, especially if you look like Bethel music and the amount of facial hair yep. going on. I'm like, yes, that is yep, that's so funny. That's they gotta invent something that that is anti beard catching or something. You can a new movement right there that's worth it we'll invest we in that one sell out in, in a few days you are my source of life every need you will supply What is your official role or job at IHOP? Knowing knowing that like it's a funded ministry and that people support you in it, but what is your quote unquote job title? Sure. So, um, so we we have uh, at the House of Prayer we have twenty four hours, seven days a week of nonstop worship and prayer. So basically, that means you need you know a, we have twelve worship teams, um, pretty much. Take wow. 12 worship teams that do you know six sets a week which a set is two hours long so six two hour sets a week yeah wow. so um so basically my job is to lead one of those teams um and uh and we lead and they're all broken up by sections so we lead in the evenings you know and there's afternoons there's mornings and, and then the night watch so um yeah yeah so that's kind of my my main job in a nutshell yeah. is just to to lead those time slots and to have my team you know to put a team together to do that yeah how do you keep up your own like stamina creativity and your passion knowing that you 
you worship so regularly and you have to do it at certain time slots. It's not like once a week at church. It's like every other day. How do you keep up the passion for um, that? The, I mean, one is uh, is you have to have time with the Lord um, off the stage. You have to, or else you're just going to run out of oil, you know, you're just going to, it's just going to run out. <laughs> it really does. And I've, and I've been there yeah. a lot of times, you know, where it's like, man, I have nothing to give. I'm just done. I'm burnt out. And, um, and every time the Lord is like, you know, get in the secret place. And so that's, that's the main thing. Um, but there are elements of, you know, I'm listening to music, you know, however many hours a week, probably. Yeah. I don't even think about it. <laughs> um, a lot of noise, you know, it just always, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't only lead those sets. I still, I also do, um, uh, 12 hours just in the prayer room, you know? Um, and then, you know, I'll help out here and there do some audio engineering, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then also my my time writing and uh, listening to music at home and playing guitar and all that stuff. It's just a lot of music. And, and so that is why I fish. <laughs> I get away from all the, <laughs> the sound and, you know, I have something to where I can just rest my ears. And that's kind of, you know, um, what I do. But drinking a lot of water is important. Um Warming up my voice every day is really important. Stretching. Um, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people don't have to because they don't play as much. But when you start playing a certain amount of uh, time, you have to stretch out your um, your muscles or else you're going to get tendonitis and those kind of things. And mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's a lot, but it's it's doable. People don't realize it's it really is doable. So it's, it's hard, but it's you know um, you kind of get used to it after a while. Yeah. How do you balance? Um, hang on, sorry. Let me rewind. I'm about to ask a question about ministry and life, but I know that in lots of ways they are essentially the same thing, and they come from like a really passionate place. So when I use those phrases, please don't think I'm trying to divide them, even well, though it sounds like yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering how you how you balance like the create boundaries between personal and professional life and how do you create space and time to devote to your family while still going, well, I have X, Y, Z, I have to fulfill um, at work and in church. And this is right. Also really yeah. Um, there's a few things, you know, if, um, if it's after I'm done with, with being at the house of prayer and I'm spending time with my wife um, and there's, you know, things going on with the team that I need to figure out. I kind of put it away until tomorrow, you know, until, uh, you know, people text me, Hey, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Those kinds of things or you know, um, and because you have to, you can't just be working 24 seven, you know, you have to have time for yourself and for your wife and we have a baby coming in February. So that'll be something to turn my Congratulations. Um, and yeah, um, and, I, and I definitely, you asked me how do I create these these boundaries, but I'm trying to think. Um, uh, basically, yeah. I just, I try <laughs> to stick to, to, I create boundaries and I stick to them. I guess that's how I do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that makes yeah, sense to me. The, I the get hard that. part, like, 
the hard, I mean, the hard part about IHOP is there's so many opportunities. I mean, you think about a 24 hour, um, thing and you have 24 hours of opportunities to play guitar and play and do worshiply and sing and this and that there's always something going on and you always get texts and you always get asked um and so saying no is something that you have to really learn if you come here um and so i've just gotten really good at hey sorry i can't do it today you know i can't do this i'm I'm sorry you know and there's times i'll help out but you know um, only if it's kind of uh, in line with what my schedule is set to be. I try not to let it get too far out of hand. You know, absolutely. What's the biggest challenge that you have, you guys have faced as newlyweds um, being working in full-time ministry at the same time while you're trying to navigate married life and figure um, the next step out? It's, it's, been, it's been pretty easy for the most part. I think getting a puppy was a little bit more hard. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> we got a puppy two week, two months into marriage, and she's amazing. We're so wow. proud of her. And uh, but when we first got her, it was intense. I was like, man, you know. So I probably would have waited another month or two before. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, with ministry, it's been um, pretty easy, you know. And she's uh, she's been on my team a little bit, and um, and. Uh, and, you know, we've had to work out dynamics of, you know, just me being her boss and all that stuff. And, you know, we worked that out and she's, she's, she stepped off to do um, a worship pastor job and uh, marketing nice. um, along with that uh, a little while ago. But um, yeah, there's a few dynamics we had to go through, but, um, but ultimately, you know, pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So far, it's been easier than I thought it would be to be married. I love that. Yeah. I I feel like it's meant to be something that's meant to be enjoyable. I think that's the idea of it. That's what I've heard. So. Right. Yeah. I I highly recommend marriage if it's the right person, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, yeah, we've got a good life, so. Your hands and feet were pierced through We will not forget the price you paid How you laid down your life A pure and only sacrifice We will not forget the price you paid We break the Something I do at the end of every episode is just throw a few random questions at my guests. My first question for you was, because I'm Australian, when I heard IHOP, I automatically went pancakes mm-hmm. and had to learn that it was also about the International House of Prayer. But so if you were to go to the other IHOP where they sell pancakes and breakfast food, what is your go-to meal? What is my go-to meal? 
Yes. What time? You got to give me some context. So is it is it two in the oh. morning? Is it four in the morning? Is it? Oh, oh well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. America, the land of opportunity and selection. Okay, um, let me see. It is breakfast. You go to meal at IHOP. Oh wow, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my go-to meal, you know, I don't, I don't like the hash browns. So I probably wouldn't do that. I think hash browns is more of like a Waffle House kind of thing. That's um, fair. Yep. Um, I, I think I might get a pancake or two because you just have to. I feel like, I feel That's like if you fair. go to the international house of milkshakes, you got to get a milkshake. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know so yeah. i'll probably get a few of those and uh you, you know it's probably just your standard breakfast i don't think i don't think you know if i'm like hey let's go get breakfast i don't think let's go to ihop uh, <laughs> Sorry, so true. you know i just if it's two in the morning and where it's like what's open i guess i hop I'm like, okay yeah let's go. it's like we just need some carbs to get through the night exactly. yes i yeah. hear that exactly and you know I, I probably haven't been there you know since well we've probably been there once or twice i don't know but um every time i go it's really pretty <laughs> late and it's there's some random reason while we're there <laughs> yep i totally get that and desperate times call for desperate measures. I respect yeah, that. Exactly <laughs> right. I, I don't, um, you well, know, if IHOP is listening right now, I, I like IHOP. <laughs> we're open to sponsorships, IHOP. We love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love pancakes. <laughs> we're good with that. <laughs> um, what is your favorite album of all time? Any genre of music? Oh, man. Oh. You can do a top three if it's easier, because I know how tough that is. Well, here's the thing: that you know, in the past few years, um, my amount of listening and enjoying music has gone down because yeah. you know the amount of music I already listened to, um, and uh, so I, I really have to just go on what I used to listen to. Um, yeah, that's I'm the same. And I'm a music journalist, yeah. so that's sad. So I hear yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So I would have to say favorite album, um, it might be Continuum by John Mayer. It might be. Good choice. Um, one of those, one of, one of his albums for sure. I used to be a big Coheed and Cambria fan. <laughs> I don't know if you're... Nice. Most, I don't know. Most people haven't heard of them. Um, and... I don't. I haven't listened to them in years, but in high school, I mean, I just listened to them all day, every day. Um, That's so yeah, good. and so, so I'll just, I'll just go with those. I mean, I, you know, they're, they're honestly they're really solid choices. Right, I respect that. Yes. <laughs> so you're good to go. um, my last question for you is if you could go back and speak to your 18 year old self who had just finished high school and was figuring out what the next step in life was, what would you say to 18-year-old to Brandon, knowing what you know now? Mm. Huh. I'd probably tell him that Donald Trump is president and he would never believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so true. I never thought of that. But that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like time travel's real. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I like get out of here. You're you're not from the future. No. Um, I would tell him um, to just trust the process. Just um, you know, there's no need to be anxious because you're going to be all right. You know, there's a lot of things I've figured out since then. So it depends on how long of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I might say just take advantage of where you're at in the moment, you know, uh, because you're never going to go back, you know, um, yeah. take advantage of your last year in high school and your next year and, and college and your next, you know, your next step and, um, just take advantage of those moments because you're not going to go back, you know. Your kindness leads my heart back to you. I've come to see that no one loves like you do. With joy in your eyes, you're always reaching out to me, fighting for my heart. Because of you, was our new friend Brandon Oaks. I hope you enjoyed that and Musos I hope that gave you a lot to think about and to sort of like chew on especially if you work in the church. I feel like there could be a whole lot there for us to figure out and pull some gems from. If you want to connect with Brandon he would absolutely love it. He is at Brandon Oaks Music on Facebook and Instagram and you can pick up his EP Endless Mercy right now. All right this would be the point of the show where I say Hooray, we did the thing. We we had conversation that was meaningful. I mean, I'm here for that. I always love that. But we have something extra special this time because our friend, Zachary Ray, who we interviewed a few episodes back now, just dropped a new single called Let Go. It's an absolutely beautiful song and he has given us permission to share it with you. So here is your premiere of Let Go by Zachary Ray. Days like today feel like more than I can take When my strength is nowhere to be found I cannot bear all this burden that I carry Inside, oh, it's weighing me down So hold me close Console my worried soul You're in control You're in control Holding your hands This heavy heart and heart Help me to start To anymore on my own 
without you in the lead Palms in the air, I surrender every care You're all I need to break free beautiful was that well done Zach we are so so proud and such a beautiful beautiful song I'm a sucker for piano I love it that was just wonderful if you guys would like to pick up let go by Zachary Ray you can get it now on iTunes and Spotify and all those good places you can also follow Zach on social media just look up Zachary Daniel Ray and the links will be in our bio as well as links to music by our new friend Brandon Oaks as well that is all for today's episode Thank you again for joining me. I know that we are only near the end of January, but I feel like we have lived a full year already. Uh, it's, yeah. I'm glad that we can do this and this is a constant every two weeks. It just, it makes my heart really happy. So thank you. I will see you guys very shortly, two weeks, with another amazing guest. We are tackling the topic of addiction in two weeks and I'm really excited to go there and talk about an amazing redemption story. 
So make sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anything that I haven't heard of, just, you know, go subscribe. And if you like what you hear, can you please go and consider giving us a review? We would love five stars, leave a few happy notes there about why you enjoy the show. And that really helps people to find us and to hear these amazing interviews and artists that we're featuring every week. If you would like to contact us and talk about music or weird church kid stuff or today's episode or anything else, you can. You'll find us online at Between you and me pod.com we are on instagram at between you me pod send us a dm or an email and we will get back to you that is all i will see you guys in two weeks take care and be kind to yourself been hiding been fighting what I cannot see inside of this prison, but you have the key. Yeah, you've got a hold on me. Yeah, you've got a hold on me. for listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.